Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 32, 30 through 35. Blot me out from your book. You don't have to carry your sin anymore in Christ. He carried it away. Amen? So you don't have to carry it. The Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. Amen? He bore the burden. In Christ, Ephesians 1.7, we have redemption, which means to be purchased and set free by paying a price. Through his blood, the forgiveness, this is the Greek word, ephesus, to send away, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. That's Ephesians 1.7. Jesus sent our sin away as far as the east is from the west. Amen? The just one died for the unjust to bring us to God. He bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you are healed. That's the gospel. And that is what Moses is asking the Lord to do for the people. Please send their sin away. And if you, if you won't, or perhaps if you can't, then blot me out of your book. Now, I don't know about you, but I haven't prayed anything close to that lately. I know that person just cut me off. Forgive them, Lord. But if you won't forgive them, blot me. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? I mean, that's not even on the radar. <laughs> Let's be honest. I'm not praying any blotting out prayers. Are you? <laughs> I mean, if you are, we, we might want to switch places. But should I be? Would you hold your place in Exodus and turn over to Romans chapter 9? Guys, can you check the air for me and see if it's flowing in here? It's a little hot up here. Romans chapter 9. Is this a New Testament concept? The idea of praying that you would be essentially damned for the sake of other people? Check out Romans chapter 9, Paul says these words, verse 1. I am telling the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience testifies with me in the Holy Spirit. Romans 9, 2. That I have great sorrow and unceasing grief in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed. That's the Greek word anathema. Separated from Christ for the sake of my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. Now, Paul has to kind of, you know, bound this in oath language. I'm telling the truth in Christ, not lying. Conscience testifies. Holy Spirit is, is here bearing witness. This is what's going on. I have great sorrow, unceasing grief in my heart. And then he says, it's for my people. 
He will go on to say it's for the Jewish people. But he says, I could wish, verse 3, key verse, myself accursed. That is to be under divine condemnation, separated from Christ. Now, you know Paul's heart's desire was to be with Christ. He said even to die was gain because then I would be with the Lord. Right now, I'm not with him, but I will be with him when I die. But he says, look, I'm telling you the truth. If it could save my people, I would wish myself to be under the curse of Almighty God. In other words, if sending me to hell would save my kinsmen, then so be it. What? That's the guy who was Saul persecuting the church, who's now got a new creation in Christ. And that this is a completely different mindset. But this is the heart of the Messiah. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. 1 John 3.16, NIV. So we ought to lay down our lives for one another. This is how we know what love is. Do you know what love is? It's when you are willing to lay down your life for somebody else. And in this case, even your eternity. Now Jesus put it this way. No greater love is there than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And Jesus was going to do that but he had to say that to a group of disciples that were often jockeying for position and fighting with one another. Now that doesn't happen in the church anymore. That's ancient times. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> That's the flesh. Jesus says, do you understand who I am and what I'm about to do for you? You call me master and teacher and you're right. That's what I am. If I wash your feet, do you see what he's saying? You ought to wash one another's feet. I don't think he was talking about necessarily foot washing ceremonies. He's talking about what he had come to do. And do you know, brethren, that the early church saw martyrdom as an honor? In fact, we're told from Fox's Book of Martyrs and other sources that 11 of the 12 apostles laid down their lives for Christ. Now this is very far removed from the modern form of it's all about you Christianity. And it is frankly very challenging to every core of my fiber of my being. But Moses said it, Paul said it, and they're following the cues of the great Messiah who lays down his life for others, gives his life as a ransom for many. Now, as you turn back to Exodus, I just want to ask you a question. If your target was that kind of love in a broken relationship right now, do you think it might improve? If your target was the love of Christ in your marriage, do you think your marriage would improve? If it stopped being about what the world tells you that life should be about and you started serving and loving 
You get what I'm saying, right? The fruit of the Spirit is love. You can speak with the tongues of angels. You can sing with the tongues of angels. But if you don't have love, Paul says you're nothing. Now, what does this book represent? This blot me out of your book. There's two major views. I'll give them to you quickly. One view is that it's the book of life, which I think most of you are very familiar with, and which is in both Old and New Testament. And that book of life would represent anybody who has eternal life. So it could be Moses, it could be David, it could be John, it could be a, a, a New Testament Christian or a modern-day Christian. Anybody who is in Christ is in the book of life. And that's one major view, and that's the way that I would lean. That Moses is actually saying to God, if you would spare the people, if there's no other way, blot me out of your book. There's a second view, and it's held by some scholars. And that view is that the book is the book of all the living. And simply, it's a record of names like registries would have in towns and clans and cities. And basically, it's along these lines. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book, they were all written, Psalm 139, verse 16, the days that were ordained for me when there was not yet one of them. There's a book that seems to contain all of our days, but then there's also a book of life. And you know, if you fast forward to Revelation, the books were open, plural. And then there's the book of life. And if your name's not written in the book of life, you all know the scary verse, right? They were cast into the lake of fire. Jesus said, don't, re don't rejoice that the demons are subject to you in my name, Luke 10, verse 20. Rejoice that your names are recorded in heaven. And then that very unnerving verse in Revelation 3, 5. And I will not erase your name out of the book of life. And he's talking about remaining faithful. He's talking to the church. I think it's the church uh, Sardis, the dead church. Wake up. <laughs> And people are like, oh, oh no, does the Lord have an eraser in heaven? <laughs> Ruh <-roh. laughs> When might he use that thing, right? And some people see that as, you know, uh, a legitimate, like, uh, warning to a dead church who's not alive, thus their name's not in the book of life. And then others would say it's more of a promise to the, those who remain faithful. I will not erase their name. And so it unnerves people. Like, uh, what, is, what does all this mean? And God even says he's going to blot out uh, Amalek from under heaven in Exodus 17. We just looked at that. What is this book? And could Moses be blotted out of it? And would that atone for the people's sin? Well, let's read on and we'll get some answers the Lord says to Moses, 32, 33, whoever has sinned against me, I will blot him out of my book. But go now, lead the people where I told you, behold, my angel shall go before you. Nevertheless, in the day when I punish, I will punish them for their sin. Then the Lord smote the people because of what they did with the calf which Aaron had made. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. 
you can watch videos of Pastor Michael's teachings. 19 chapters later! We know sometimes you hear Pastor Michael mention slides or give other demonstrations, and we have made sure you have access to all the videos from his Sunday sermons. The modern application could be the power of the sword with, for example, a police officer. Watching the videos can also be a good way to see how animated Pastor Michael can be. Even if you have to gulp after you've prayed it. And Lord, one more thing, not my will. You can watch the video from today's teaching when you visit walkintruth.com. We also live stream one of our Sunday morning services. Pastor Michael believes fellowship is important, so he prefers you attend your church on Sunday mornings. Or you can visit our church, Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California. Before we jump into it, would you pray with me? Father, thank you so much for tonight. Thank you for the youth upstairs enjoying a little bit of a party and celebration. But Pastor Michael understands some circumstances make it difficult to attend church services in person. So, you are invited to watch our 10.30 a.m. Pacific Time service. God is not caught by surprise. A golden calf, I can't believe it. Moses may have been, God was not. To watch Pastor Michael's teachings live, hear the worship music and fellowship from where you are, follow our YouTube channel. You can find the link and information on walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. Jesus is coming again. Do you believe it? We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. The Lord says to Moses, 32, 33, Whoever has sinned against me, I will blot him out of my book. But go now, lead the people where I told you. Behold, my angel shall go before you. Nevertheless, in the day when I punish, I will punish them for their sin. Then the Lord smote the people because of what they did with the calf which Aaron had made. Now, first of all, the Lord says no to Moses in verse 33. I think Moses is a certainly casting a shadow of what Jesus would do, but Moses couldn't atone for the people's sins. Why not? If, if you and I are sitting at coffee and I ask you, why not? What would you answer? Because Moses is a sinner. Now, he's a good man and he's a humble man, no doubt, but he has a bit of a temper, right? And you, you guys know he, he had his moments and one of those moments kept him out of the promised land. Moses is just like all of us. Yes, a great leader, but still a sinful man. And he could not atone for the people's sins. But he's getting at something very important because he's becoming a picture of Messiah, though he can't fulfill that picture. And he's giving us an idea of the heart that we should have. Psalm 69, 28 puts it this way. May they be blotted out of the book of life and may they not be recorded with the righteous. And here it's dealing with the oppressive enemies of God's people. And so what does this all mean? Some people say, well, God knows who the elect are. So every elect's name was written in the book of life before the foundation of the world. Revelation 13, 8, and it's there and it ain't going anywhere because God already had you in the book. And then other people say, every name, it starts off in the book of life. This is on the other side. And whoever ends up being in Christ, their name remains. And whoever's not in Christ, their name is removed. <laughs> Look, can I save you some, 
uh, insomnia? If you've trusted Christ, you're in the book of life. And as long as you're not planning to apostatize, which I hope none of you are, you're not planning on turning your back on Christ and recanting your faith, you don't have anything to worry about. But what if I blew it this week? No, your sin was carried away. Amen? Now, there's different views on all of this, and I'm not going to spend time telling you about the two views or more because I think you all know what they are. Eternal security, can you lose it? Could you be in the book? Might you be erased? All of these questions usually arise when people are walking the razor's edge. How much can I get away with and still have my name in that book? Well, you're asking the wrong question. See, this is typically when it comes up. Now, I will tell you, I was in a church parking lot some years ago, and we're winding down just a couple more minutes. And this wide-eyed young believer came up and said, I heard a sermon from Hebrews 6, and I think my name was erased out of the book of life. I was like, whoa, hold on, step back. How do you know it got erased? Did you hear the noise? Were there flakes from the eraser? I mean, what happened? Oh, I blew it this week. And I was like, I blow it every week. What else you want to talk about? Right? So anyway, he, he heard a teaching from Hebrews 6 that, you know, essentially you could lose your salvation. And he was all. And I said, the fact that you're even concerned about it leads me to believe that you're fine. Let's talk about your sanctification. Let's talk about growing. Let's not talk about dangling on the edge or living in uncertainty for the rest of your days. That is not what God wants for you. Do you think that's what God wants for you? He loves me. He loves me not. I'm in. I'm out. No. Your sins were carried away. If you're in Christ, then you're in the book. And nothing will ever separate you from his love. And he says, look, whoever sinned against me, him I'll blot out of my book. That is, here's a clear indication that we need a savior. We need a substitute. Otherwise, we'd all be in trouble. Can you imagine we were talking in, uh, earlier on the radio broadcast? You imagine someone walks by the cross and says, hey, if you're the son of God, come down from the cross and we'll believe. You imagine if Jesus said, that's it, it's over, I'm done. <laughs> These people aren't worth it. Fry them all, Father. Blot them all out of the book. But that's not the love of Jesus. He endured the cross, despised the shame. Why? Because he loves you. Amen? Because he loves you. The NIV helps us in verse 34. However, when the time comes... For me to punish, I will punish them for their sin. Some scholars believe this has already happened with the 3,000. Some people believe this is a future uh, plague among the people, kind of a, maybe a more minor one. Some people see uh, with the language in that day, uh, in verse 34, God says, lead the people. My angel's going to be with you. I'll be faithful in that day. I'll punish it could be the Babylonian captivity. It could be the fact that the bulk of this generation did not enter the promised land, except for Joshua and Caleb. Um, and then verse 35 says, the Lord smote the people because of what they did with the calf which Aaron had made. And so this amazing picture. And uh, Shane, if you can hear my voice, would you come up? We're going to turn to Hebrews 3 and we're done. Hebrews 3. The uh, writer of Hebrews 
is commenting on a lot of the Old Testament stuff that we've been studying. And he keeps talking about the superiority of Jesus to angels, Joshua, Moses. And here's what he says, Hebrews 3, 1 through 8. Therefore, holy brethren, Hebrews 3, 1, partakers of a heavenly calling, consider Jesus the apostle and high priest of our confession. He was faithful to him who appointed him as Moses also was in all his house, Hebrews 3, 3. For he had been counted worthy of more glory than Moses by just so much as the builder of the house has more honor than the house. For every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. Now Moses was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken later. But Christ was faithful as a son over his house, whose house we are. If we hold our confidence and the boast of our hope firm until the end. Therefore, just as the Holy Spirit says, today if you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as when they provoked me as in the day of trial in the wilderness. You've been listening to Blot Me Out from Your Book, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 32, 30 through 35. If you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on our free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Walk in Truth is on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many more. Subscribe for free to hear Pastor Michael's teachings in other books of the Bible. And would you please do us a favor and encourage a friend or a family member to listen to Walk in Truth on this station? Same if you're listening on podcast please click that share button. If Pastor Michael's teachings have been a blessing to you, then hopefully they'll be a blessing for someone else you care about. Thanks so much for spreading the word about Walk in Truth. Now, here's Pastor Michael with a final word. You know, when you contemplate and you think about the big picture of Scripture, there's been some amazing statements made by men of God. I think of Moses here, who says, if you won't forgive their sin, blot me out of your book. I think of Paul when he writes Philemon. If he owes you anything else, charge it to my account. We can see the great parable of the Good Samaritan. You know, if there's any other uh, bill to be paid to take care of him, I'll, I'll pay it next time I come into town. And then, of course, the greatest example of all, Father, uh, forgive them. They don't know, don't know what they're doing. And essentially from the cross, Jesus says, Father, charge it to me. Jesus was treated on the cross as though he were guilty of committing my sin, your sin. In fact, the combined sin of the world, really. Because he himself is the propitiation for our sin, and not our sin alone, but for the sin of of the whole world, 1 John 2, verse 2. And so we can see, really, in the book of Exodus, the gospel. We've been talking about, if you've been with us for a while, that the book of Exodus is a book about salvation. There are pictures of salvation all through it. Moses being a type of Jesus, a picture of Jesus. He's the greater Moses. Um, the imagery of the Passover pointing to Jesus and when we talk about in the volume of the book, it is written of him to do God's will, to do his father's will. Well, this is our great Messiah. This is our great savior who took the wrath that we might be in the book. 
that we might be written in the Lamb's book of life. Do you know him today? Have you received Jesus Christ, the greater Moses, the greater Joshua, the King of Kings, the superior and sympathetic high priest, according to the book of Hebrews? Is he your Messiah? Is he your King? Is he your Savior? Is he your God? If he is, rejoice, because what a love that we've been loved with. It's, it's an amazing love. And, and that love, I pray, would carry you through as you contemplate the great God and Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, and walk with him. This is Pastor Michael Lance. We are walking through the book of Exodus. We're in the latter chapters now of the book. We'll be winding down here soon. But we're going to be looking at a message next time called Show Me Your Glory as Moses asks the Lord to reveal himself to him on the mountain. Such an exciting text. It'll be Exodus 33, and it's next time right here on Walk in Truth. Hey, if you'd like to know more about the ministry, you can always check out the website. It's walkintruth.com, walkintruth.com. We'll see you right here tomorrow. Remember, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station and provide the podcast for free. Also, more people like you can dive deeper into the Word of God and apply it to their life. Please consider becoming a monthly Walk in Truth partner of at least $10 a month or give a one-time gift. Please visit walkintruth.com to give. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus chapter 33, verses 1 through 11, called Show Me Your Glory. I'm Mike Massaro. Happy New Year, and thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.